1: Introducing the greatest animated series you've never seen, Lightning Dogs. These canine commandos are lost on a post-apocalyptic Earth and battling the forces of the evil Glampire. It's a tribute to the cartoons and sci-fi of the 80s and 90s, and Nerdy Show is hell-bent on bringing it to life. Sold separately. Join us as we document our quest From the moment lightning struck To every world
0: building session and beyond And make our crazy dream a reality Roll with the pack at lightningdogs.com The following program is presented by the Nerdy Show Network Geeky programming for all nerds across the multiverse All Nerdy Show programming is made possible by A Comic Shop, Orlando's number one comic shop and nerd destination And with the generous support of listeners like you to learn how you can support this another other fine geek programming, visit nerdyshow.com. I
2: am invented Jesus, and I put him into my head, because I don't understand how we don't exist when we're dead. He shows me angels.
3: Son of God, His only begotten Son, impossibly possibly unclawed. For the Father so loved the earth, that He delivered it, a Savior be a virgin birth, that whoever shall believeth in Him shall not perish, upon Him bestowed the gift eternally cherished. Spreadeth my word, so men may hear it again, in
2: the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. To it for God, who we'll go on high, that's why Jesus is mine. Take this flesh, this blood of mine, eat of
3: this bread, drink of this wine.
2: I'll pack a suitcase, and when I Jesus is I'm on Jesus. Now I don't have to be scared. Cause when I die and go to heaven, fucker, you won't be there. He's so forgiving and kind, that shall not suffer a fool. Even when I fuck up, Jesus tells me it's cool. Pray
3: Serve from the top of that rock You gotta beware of prophets who are false in their speech For their clothing of sheep, lies of wolves that hide underneath But remember it the judgment is for God and God alone And let he who is without sin be first to toss a stone The kingdom of heaven awaits ascending of men I am the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and end Be still and quiet, shut out the light Jesus comes for us tonight I am the door, I am the Lord and the
2: light I am the way, I am the truth and the light We'll live forever fucking tight Jesus loves it when I Let us pray. Amen, it's Emperor Jesus. New clothes, your faith, the excrete said. Who knows? He just might be inside me. Let the choir sing. Head bowed, all one in his presence. Mind clouded up by his essence True rose can't help but believe it I got the Jesus things on my breeches Better believe he reprieves all the sneetches I died high
3: on that cross The lesson was self-sacrifice That message was lost You gotta sell your possessions Gotta give to the poor And for the sick and the hungry You gotta open your doors For all of God's children Are your sisters and brothers As I have loved you You must love one another Eternal paradise awaits Not the pious of men When your personal Lord and Savior Rises again
2: He's in a spaceship of the mind Jesus 2099 Take this flesh, this blood of mine. Of this bread, drink up this wine. And we transcended humankind. Mean Jesus we got.
0: Can... I... Peace be with you. And also with you. Tis the season to be blasphemous as all hell high. I'm Mark with the and you are listening to the Nerdy FM podcast. Right here on the Nerdy Show Network. What are we? Well, once upon a time, Nerdy FM was a 24-7 online radio station devoted to nothing but the best in nerdy music, all the nerdy genres under one roof. Today, we're just a monthly podcast that kind of does the same thing, but in bite sizes. And listen, this is going to be a different episode than the first two that we've done. we got our reasons, though. Definitely got our reasons. First, let's talk about that track you just heard. That was New Stuff by Get This Lineup. Schaefer, Riley, and the Double Ice Backfire. You might remember Shale Riley and the Double Ice Backfire. They had the Songs from the Pit album with nerdy classics like How to Fire a Gun, The Bottom of the Pit, but it was spelled backwards so it was hard to pronounce and stuff. Asian kids have all the best moves, etc. so on, so forth. This one, you've got Schaefer, the Dark Lord, Shale Riley, and Ty Gunli, I've never actually had to say his name. I think it's Ty Ginley? Gunli You know, someone set me straight on it, please. Like, send me the pronunciation guide and I'll get it right in the future. Either way, just put out a new EP called Hold Person It is one of the finest supergroup mashups you're going to find in the nerd music world. And man, the nerd music world loves two things. One, they love collaborations. And two, we love nostalgia. And that's why this is going to be a different episode than normal. We're still kind of finding our feet here at the Nerdy FM podcast. We know that Nerdy FM used to just be bam, 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 continuous music all the time. But... With the podcast format, and you get to times like this, which this is December of 2017 that I'm recording this and that we're going to release this, we're not getting a metric fuck ton of new releases thrown our way, so it's like, well, who do we play? Because then when you're sculpting the podcast, you're like, well, I need some kind of name recognition, right? Now we can play stuff that we think is good from the past, but how do we narrow that down into such a small amount of time? The possibilities are endless, and that means that there's endless combinations with which to fuck up. I know that a few people were kind of concerned that when we went full-on podcast that we might go full-on talk, and I'm here to promise you it is my intention that, as long as I'm sitting here behind the microphone, we will never be just full-on talk. But... Nerdy music now is in an interesting place where it's kind of always been there. I mean, really, it's always been there. There's, there's Tom Lehrer and stuff. I mean, it, nerdy music did not begin with MC Frontalot, though it makes for a good tale. But when we really started quantifying it as nerdy music and putting it all together under one roof, how'd that happen? When did that happen? Why did that happen? And did you know that it happened so long ago that we can now get nostalgic for advancements in nerd music history? That's right. Certain things are coming of age as they were. We look back on certain nerd music events and we go, I don't even remember it all. Memory's a tricky thing. One of the most important events in nerd music is without a doubt the Nerdapalooza Festival. Now, Nerdapalooza is synonymous with many things to many different people, some negative, some positive, but there was a spark that ignited with Nerdapalooza, and it's undeniable that it was incredibly inspiring, and it brought a lot of people together to make nerdy music, at least a portion of it, what it is today. What I think is one of the most unfortunate parts of Nerdapalooza is probably not what you're going to guess that I'm going to say. And it's that there were actually so many people scattered around involved with making Nerdapalooza the music festival what it was that the history changes based on who you talk to. Now, we can't deny that really good things did happen because of Nerdapalooza. So we're only going to focus not just on some positive things here today. We're going to focus on a person involved from the ground up. Today we're going to talk to John Hex Carter. He was the guy who, well, you might know him from his roles on Nerdy Show. You might know him from his roles on Nerdy Show's Dungeons & Doritos podcast, right? You might know him from... Uh, What was that thing he did? He made like this drinking game. He made drinking nerdy. It it was wacky how he did that. Today, we're going to focus on John Hicks Carter around 2007 and the light bulb that went off and the cavalcade of things that unrolled afterwards. Now, it's important to note ahead of time that many people... Many people were involved with what became Nerdapalooza. And we can't track them all down and fit them all into a podcast here without making this incredibly messy. And one day someone really would do well to do sort of an oral history of Nerdapalooza. Because I think we're going to look back way later on and go, I wish we'd have recorded it better. I wish so many things weren't lost to memory, you know? So I'm going to do my best here to talk to one person who is absolutely vital to the existence of Nerdapalooza. Get their take on their involvement on bringing the Nerdapalooza Festival to life. So in just a moment, we're going to talk to John Hex Carter via Skype. Before we do, going to play you some music to guide you into it. Here's another newer track. I particularly like this one. I've gone on at length about how Mark with the C just loves all the music that Allie Gertz puts out into the world. Ali Gertz first did a record called Cosby Sweater. Then she made the Sad Dance Songs EP, Rick and Morty dance songs. Uh, and every once in a while she unleashes, you know, like one or two tracks that you can get over at her bandcamp. This one just proves my point. I love Allie Gertz's music. I hope you will too. This is the song Weezer Fan, and we'll be right back with John Hex Carter.
4: like this before I put
5: Hex Carter, what are you up to now? Right now, I am uh, recovering from being a a published game designer. I have my first game, Robits, out. It's a simple card game about drafting and building a robot, working on my next game, working on my next book, working on my next whatever. I don't really know. I'm kind of between projects. (laughs) Um, But uh, also recovering from the loaded dice, the weird gaming-related drinkware Kickstarter that I did.
0: It had the the happiest pitch video.
5: (laughs) I love that pitch video so much. I am so proud of that pitch
0: video. It was like this wonderful late-night, odd paid programming feel to it, you know?
5: That was the total vibe I was going for.
0: (laughs) But at the same time, we wouldn't... I mean, those are noteworthy things, sure. You make cool things. Listeners of Nerdy FM, they like cool, nerdy things, but that wouldn't be reason enough to be here. There's probably something in your past. There's something we're trying to drag out of you. So let me just go ahead and address the elephant in the room. Hey, why'd you bring an elephant? Okay, seriously, that joke was terrible. As you can tell, I have an 18-year-old daughter... John Hex Carter, 10 years ago, you were doing something very, very, very different with your life.
5: Would you tell us what it is? I was attending college at Humboldt State University, Um, and the year was, well, 11 years ago, 2007, the specific date was March 14th, Pi Day, Um, coincidentally, the... W uh, No, not WPRK, that's over here. KRFH, the Radio Free Humble uh, Radio Station for Humble State University, was r- throwing a really fun battle of the bands. And as one of the members, I was contributing to that, helping organize it however I could. And there's a particular band that was playing called Two-Time Good Fighter, a local ska band. And between their original song on Mitosis and their Inspector Gadget theme song—it struck me how much I love nerd music. Like that—that that thought had never existed in my skull before that moment. Like I was already listening to nerdcore. I was uh, checking out the rhyme torrents back in the day. I was. Uh, grew up on Weird Al and video game music but and just recently uh, at that time I had been listening to Overclocked Remix, the video game remix community for years but the idea that I could like all of them and see them performed live potentially just kind of like blew my mind and that's when I was running through my head how could I run a music festival focusing on nerd music and I even had the name Ready And it was Nerdapalooza.
0: Oh, I was hoping that you had a list of shitty names that you went through. (laughs) And uh, you were just checking them off like Motocross Extravaganza. No, that doesn't really say anything about what we're doing. Okay. BMX Extravaganza. No, not quite. (laughs) And just crossing them off the mental checklist. But you went straight for Nerdapalooza. There was no other names. No other names
5: it was Lollapalooza was fresh on my mind and nerd music was there and my mind just readily was ready to do that jump. I'm like, Oh, cool. That's, that's a, that's a catchy name too. Let's write that down and come up with other ones to see if I can come up. I never came up with anything else. That was the name.
0: So that Uh, happened while you were watching that particular ska band. That wasn't like something that gestated through that evening. That was like
5: mid set. Mid set. The idea just like, blew my mind, that, that moment of clarity, of that immediate jump from, I love nerd music, I wanna see nerd music a lot, there is no place to see nerd music, I must make one. Like that, <laughs> that was it, that was the thought process.
0: So you're at the time a DJ, if I remember right, you were doing an all request show at uh, Radio Free Humble. but how did you jump from All right, I'm digging this Scott Band doing the Inspector Gadget theme to I want to I want to make a music festival. Well, spoiler alert, John Hex Carter eventually made the music festival. But tell me the steps in between. I'm sure there's plenty of them.
5: Well, the first one was, can I do this? Is there interest? Is this feasible? So I immediately went on MySpace and I messaged uh, Aquabats, Freeze Pop. MC Lars and a few other, uh, nerd musicians that I was following at the time. And before I woke up, when I woke up the next day, 12, less than 12 hours later, I had a message waiting for me from MC Lars saying that he loved the idea of Nerdapalooza, that he was fully on board and that he, uh, that I should get with his representation, who also happens to represent MC Fronlot, another musician that I was a big fan of. So, Right then, I already, the idea of, is this possible to, yes, and I should do it right now, like, just kind of, like, popped.
6: And people tried to put us down When iTunes bumped to post-Cold War sound A generation set at the Mecca of malls Times Square, I'm there, Viacom installed. So we hit the net while the Trade Center fell New York met Hollywood, we ran like hell No Vietnam for us, yo, Iraq, it's on So who agreed upon this cowboy is con? The choice made, baby, hey, we take it back Logged in, dropped out, MTV took track They sold it back to us and claimed the correlation The iMac, iPod, i-generation. And I'm waiting for the day we can get out The world is ours, that's a story, no doubt Wanna be more than info, superhighway traffic? Wanna be more than a walking demographic? Yeah, hey, you're no part of it. Talking about the i generation. Yeah, you're no part of it. Talking about my i generation. Yeah, hey, you're no part of it. Talking about the i generation. Yeah, you're no part of it. Talking about my i. Generation, I generation, new organization Meant optimization and unification When imagination gave participation In creation of cultural manifestation The Berlin Wall fell and out we came The post-Cold War kids laid claim to aim LOL, OMG, OBRB, Space, colon, dash, with parentheses We sat at our laptops and typed away And found that we each had something to say Weblogged our fears, our hopes and dreams Individuated by digital means Fiber-optic lenses, DVD Coca-Cola, Disney, and Mickey D's Flat mass culture, the normal they took hold i hope i die before i get sold the part of it talking about, yeah. Talkin about, Talkin about the i generation Yeah, the part of it talking about my i generation the yeah. part of it talking about the i generation like Yeah, the part of it talking about my i generation right here the part of it talking about the i generation yo yo talking about my i generation yo the yeah. part of it talking about and <laughs>
0: A graduate that was I generation by MC Lars. You can get it at mclars.bandcamp.com. I went on to ask Hex a little bit more about his pre Nerdapalooza 2008 history. You did a couple of other gigs before you got to one with Lars in front, right? Or way right, on the absolutely. first day? Absolutely.
5: No, no. So this was just still the idea of like, can I do this? Yes, I can. So I started throwing together the idea of throwing a massive one at Humboldt State University in the year of 2007. I was shooting for October and I was even working with local sponsors. Um, But the big thing is I, I had someone to help me run the event, but I didn't have... I, here's a big spoiler alert about Nerdapalooza. The one thing we could never figure out is how to make money. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that was um, that was there from the onset. Like, I had a full-on budget on what, how much money it would cost. How I was going to get that money was a little questionable. Um, and so the first attempt to do a Nerdapalooza at uh, Humboldt State kind of fell apart. And... Uh, while I was doing this, I was active in the Rhyme Torrents Nerdcore Hip-Hop forums, and uh, an individual who lives in, lived of oh, Florida at the time, Rob Tobias, uh, all, who also went by the rapper name MCRT, caught wind of this, was excited about it, and decided to do his own, Nerdiflues of Southeast. Uh, he asked permission, I gave it, and he uh, collected a handful of uh, Nerdcore rappers. And um, at Tim and Terry's in Gainesville, they had, uh, they actually had the very first of Their event predated um, my of beta, which I'll talk about in a second.
0: Okay, so okay. at the Tim and Terry's one, which is technically what we're still on the cusp of the 10th anniversary of, um, okay. do you know who played that one?
5: I know EPP was there. I know. Um, that Funky was there and MCRT played I think I think they got Mega Ran to play that would make sense yeah um like there weren't that many people because oh they had of course Rocket Propelled Geeks was there Crondo Crew was there like basically all the Florida based rappers all came and hung out
0: Here's a couple of tracks by some artists that performed at Nerdapalooza 2007 at Tim and Terry's. First we're gonna hear The Gathering by Rocket-Propelled Geeks and then we're gonna hear a classic by MegaRam.
7: battle, a fight for my life I'm surrounded by opponents I'm about to cause a fight. The stench hits my nose Of unwashed masses My opponent today Wear coke, bottle glasses Got additional skills Got weapons in hand When it comes to type 1 I'm the fucking man Sit at the volunteer. chair What do I see? A deck of 60 cards With magic properties I be flipping like magic On the board. through 6 they say the type of shit That fools a lot of
6: chicks Tap too blue for the counter kind of spell fix Guess he wasn't ready For my troll bag of tricks on and I'm in the top eight Three I slap in the face Two I have to sedate The stain is what I'm feeling The next will be the same Shame this baby bitch On my way to fanboy fame Feel a rumble in the ground When I start to raise my eyes The colossus of a nerd man Who can only hope the try Comes crashing to my table With a deafening thud Bitch looks like an ogre From the slums of major mud I'll be fucking cards like magic On the floor of Studio 6 This ain't the type of shit That's gonna pull a lot of chicks Tapping all my land And turning creatures sideways When it comes to stomping
7: faces I got forty different plays Dude's looking at me Like he knows who I am Doesn't matter much Draw. Seven play a land, starts dropping creatures and playing Burns Rouse, he's an aggro motherfucker, like he could've tell Thinks he's got the game locked, with the jit drop wasn't ready for what a deck top Now the game is mine cause he's not wise Two islands on their sides with a counterspell surprise I be flipping cards like magic on the board, a six Same the type of shit that pulls a lot of chicks Tap two blue for the counter fix. Guess he wasn't ready for my control bag of tricks
6: Playing goblins a like count drops, or one and two drops Props from Richard Ruffer like a pro is on my nuts Next card was a charge, falling far from the to six Two more hits, rockin' rookie, he can eat, eat a bowl of dick. Sitting back in my chair with the game in my hand Feeling like the victor when I see the untapped to the table. I played it just the same, Fatty Dean don't cast the counters, no more closure to my game yeah, yeah. I be flipping cards like magic on the floor in Studio 6 This ain't the type of shit that's gonna pull a lot of chicks Tapping all my land and turning creatures sideways When it comes to stopping faces, I got 40 different plays
7: My game was Super Mario, I played it to death, first to get a hundred men kicking turtles on the step, learned that from Game Pro, but it's a shame though, nowadays video games ain't the same bro, too complicated and they ain't worth the price, you know something, they a lot like life, and that's why I just can't seem to grow up, I said I just can't seem to grow up, but you know what, what? I don't think I want to, I just can't seem to grow up, I said I just I don't care, I don't care, I don't care, I don't care I know you are but what am I? My peoples wanted none of me Ran steals and video games They couldn't front on me Mom knew how to punish me Take away the cords so Till I thought they use the AC adapter From my keyboard That's when I knew That there was something amazing Humbles would get in trouble I was cool cause I stayed in Lashkey kid Home alone like Macaulay and twenty years later Hosting Halo parties Cause I just can't seem to grow up I said I just can't seem to grow up But you know what? What? I don't think I want to just can't see to grow up I said I just can't see to grow up But you know what? What? I don't think I want to uh, 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 uh. Songs for anybody who's ever been teased For being a nerd Don't sweat it, it's gonna be alright Man, fads come and go But intelligence, it never went out of style Keep reading them books though. But uh, lose the suspenders and the pocket protector Mega Ranch signing off
0: Megaran, that was Grow Up, you can get that at MegaranMusic.com, let's find out a little bit more about the early, early, early stages of Nerdapalooza. Did you end up learning a bunch from what Rob Tobias had done to put towards putting Nerdapalooza beta together, like how linked were they in
5: execution? They weren't linked at all. I learned no lessons. There was no communication between Rob and I besides the initial, can I do this? Um, Until I moved out here. And that's a, we'll talk about that in a little bit. Okay. But for Nerdapalooza Beta, uh, I teamed up once again with uh, KRFH, Rated Free Humble, uh, and they helped organize what we called Nerdapalooza Beta. They invited two kind of hipstery bands from Portland called The World's Greatest Ghosts, and the Department of Motor Vehicles. Um, and so a, you could have the, gone with that motocross name. I could have! <laughs> <laughs> um, and then a local uh, metally D&D-themed band called Critical Hit. Um, and then we invited... Two guys from, the, from England, one was a uh, nerdcore rapper, short-lived, named Category, his career. He's still alive. Uh, and Pixel Hate, the phenomenal chiptune artist, as well as a local uh, nerdcore rapper named Josiah the Messiah. And uh, the cool thing about Pixel Hate is he was kind of like on this upwards trajectory. He had just opened for Imogen Heap in a big tour and um, was making w- interesting corporate connections. And so when he came out here uh, to Nerdapluza for Nerdapluza Beta, it was actually kind of like a small California tour. And along the way, he performed at Cupertino for Apple Corporate. And <laughs> in 2007, when he performed, they actually gave him a iPad prototype. Wow. And. He performed with this at Nerdapalooza Beta. I had no idea what it was at the time. I just thought it was like him being a, a like he was a chiptune, he was a, not only was a chiptune guy, he was also a circuit bender and did a lot of things of making his own hardware. Uh, so you thought this was wh- like homebrew probably. I thought this was, it looked homebrew. Like it looked like just some random, like magical thing he had made. <laughs> but no, it was a freaking iPad prototype. Um, no, he used to perform as this, uh, as this, uh, as hidden fortress, for for warehouse and abandoned shows in the UK with toys. He would circuit bend toys, like easy to get toys, and make music with those. And the moment the cops came, he just bolted. He's like, I don't care about these toys. This <laughs> literally cost me fifteen bucks. I'm out. <laughs> um, so. I just thought it was, it was something like that. But no, uh, he gave a great performance.
0: Here's Pixel Hate with super fantastic turbo magical two-player love game adventure called Happiness. Try saying that five times fast. a great lineup, and I'm sure a great time was had by all,
5: but, but. Not very well attended, Uh, despite the fact that we had two UK performers, two people from Portland and uh, some hometown hometown heroes, no, no attendance, which made me kind of go, this is Humboldt County, California, may not be the place to host a, a nerd music festival.
0: So how many uh, attendees would you say, I mean, realistically looking back, because we know what, we kind of know what Nerdapalooza uh, turned into if you've made it this far in this podcast. How many people were at Nerdapalooza beta?
5: Around 60 or 80 over the course of the night.
0: That's far more than I thought you were going to say. I thought you were going (laughs) to say you had like 12 paying customers. That's actually a pretty good, I mean, not for a festival. Not for a festival. Right,
5: well, it was never intended to be a festival. It was like a one-night thing, but still, yeah. It's a decent turnout for a show, Um, but it's, it's, it's still, it's... It, w- it wasn't impressive. It, was, it wasn't what I wanted. And so I kind of got the got the gears moving that I had been in school long enough. I needed to go out in the, into the world, young man. And and uh, I made the analysis of um, where do I want to start something with nerd music? There are, at the time, four pockets of nerd music. Wa- Seattle, Washington, New York, New York, Orlando, Florida, and Los Angeles, Los Angeles. I had just come from Southern California. I was not ready to go back. Sure. Uh, Seattle. Uh, that was kind of Pax's scene. If I was going up there, I would either be competing with them or just riding their coattails, and neither felt comfortable. Um, New York. There was there was no way I was <laughs> 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 make it fresh in New York. Yeah. So that. So I laughed at that. But then Orlando. Um, with the fact that there was already a a vibrant scene. Um, I knew of EPP. I knew of Cronder Crew. I knew of Rocket-Propelled Geeks. I knew of Killer Robots. Like, there was this whole slew of really weird music. Random Encounter, Select Start. Like, they were still around. Select Start was still around. Random Encounter, their first incarnation was around. Mm -hmm. There was a lot going on in Orlando, in the the Florida region. Like, that that's a good place to start. So that's why I came came out to Orlando and actually connected with uh, Rob Tobias and he and I teamed forces, combined forces for uh, Nerdapalooza 2008.
0: So Nerdapalooza 2008 is the one that I'm assuming that you consider to be the real first one, even though the first thing that actually had Nerdapalooza slapped on it from that team was the Tim and Terry's show. Um, in a way, a year early with my 10th year anniversary by your watch.
5: Right. I I still say that Nerdapalooza 2008, Taste Winter Park, Florida, is the first Nerdapalooza. Um, all the... The story from March 14th, 2007 to that day, July 4th, uh, is kind of just the prologue to uh, the first Nerdapalooza, uh, which was such a weird experience seeing Trog of killer robots stomping around outside while hanging out with Captain Dan and Zealous One. It's just, well, well word burglar comes up to bum of smoke is just such a surreal experience still. Now keep in mind, a lot of the names that you're mentioning while I
0: know exactly who you're talking about, right. some of the folks who are listening to Nerdy FM, the podcast right now, may not be terribly familiar with them. They know Captain Dan as the current guitarist for cyfried Right! Oh my so, gosh, that's right. This is a, such a different world. It's not just You know, 10 years gone, this is really a different set of circumstances for every one of these performers. So, if you could uh, paint a bit of a picture of who the, I guess, for lack of a better term, nerd music heavyweights are at that moment in time.
5: Uh, Of course, MC Front Lot. Uh, He was performing then, and we were so excited to get him. Um, Harry and the Potters. Uh, For those that don't know, uh, back in 2008, uh, the Harry Potter. Books and movies were both still being made. So uh, there was a scene called Wizard Rock, mm-hmm. uh, which was themed around music inspired by the Harry Potter franchise. Um, the only band-
1: I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role
5: and to really survive that was harry and the potters i don't really see anyone else still out doing stuff but harry and the potters are still doing doing making music um gosh who else were the i mean there was killer robots a local performance psychedelic surf rock group I love to call, I love to just, they're, they're Nerf-coded co- mosh pit, is what they are. <laughs> um, for those that don't know, they're giant robots that are fighting aliens, and so people come out in alien costumes into the audience, and they throw pool noodles into the audience, and while making, as they describe, self-described bad music, uh, the audience Smacks the hell out of the aliens and monsters that are that are uh, emerging and fighting you. Before we Uh, got there to taste, though,
0: there's a whole giant there's a bunch of stepping stones where you had to first find this venue, find your team. um, Who is that team? And tell me about some of those steps to even make that July 4th festival happen
5: man, I don't even remember how we found taste. Like It was just we were bouncing from venue to venue and we weren't even looking at like convention space. We were only looking at um, traditional performance venues that would allow, uh, that would be able to hold two stages because we knew we wanted two stages. We wanted to be able to set up on stage one while someone was performing on stage two. That was important to us um, to really cut down on downtime. And Uh, not take forever to set everything up and uh, that was actually a good idea. Nerdapalooza 2008 is one of the few events where everything actually ran on time. John Hex Carter is
0: going to talk a little bit more in a moment about the team and the folks that helped Nerdapalooza become a reality in 2008 at Taste, but first we're going to take a listen to a group that would, spoiler alert, play future Nerdapaloozas. This is I Fight Dragons with The Faster the Treadmill.
8: Sun goes down, sun comes up. Days can drown in a plastic cup in this town. In this town. Don't know how, don't know when. Something came but it left again and I'm town, cause no matter what I see, people love to disagree. Hard to stop feeling broken in And worn down By this town All the same you find me here Placing blame and escaping fear And self-doubt In this town But no matter where I go to tell me no
5: So the team that we were working with alongside Rob Tobias was primarily the guys out by um, the Rocket Propelled Geeks guys. So uh, the main job I was working with was Spork and BHT. Uh, HT was handling sound and Spork was handling stage management. Um, we basically, the, the area that we were storing all of our stage stuff was the back parking lot that's where (laughs) and that's where all the management of stage stuff kind of went and um i was bouncing around trying to make sure that uh finding the bands that needed to be on time and where, where whatever um and it was a it was a interesting time getting there trying to get get some sponsors we got uh, most of it came from most of the money to run it at the beginning. Uh, at that time it was a comic shop. Um, and never they,
0: forget that pre-party at, at a comic shop.
5: That was a great pre-party. I mean, the, the 2009 one is the one that still stands in my mind as the, uh, the most epic one with Schaefer jumping around on the freaking cars. <laughs> um, but the 2008 with uh, Bucket of Nails <laughs>
0: Yeah, Bucket of Nails technically was the first band to ever play the official Nerdapalooza in uh, in Florida. And, uh, I mean, since I now know that the Tim and Terry's one is not considered by, by your account to be the canon first one, uh, let me just quickly paint this for the listeners. Uh, Nerdapalooza is synonymous with equipment failure. If you bring anything (laughs) battery-operated or plugged in or you can crank that sucker, I'm talking if you're even churning butter, it will fail at Nerdapalooza. That's just how it works. Your food will make you sick. Something will go wrong at Nerdapalooza. Something will break. And we learned that the hard way that first day. And while it was taking forever to put on the first band, Bucket and Nails decided to play... Uh, five shops down Just setting up their equipment And they played three of the loudest and fastest songs In their repertoire And stole the crowd That was waiting for an act to start playing Bucket of Nails Later would go on to have precisely nothing to do with Nerdapalooza But technically They were the very first act
5: Accurate Oh, we were get kicked out even tell you. I think Word Burglar was the headliner of the but I can't even remember for sure. Um, that event was a total blur for me. I was just in awe that we were even there.
0: <laughs> so you said you had uh, a lot of the cats from Rocket Propelled Geeks on uh, on your staff and Rob Tobias was working. Who who else was on the staff at that time?
5: Uh, unofficially, uh, Nina Talley jumped in and she just took over merch day of, and she was amazing at that job. Um, And uh, while also not officially on the bill, um, uh, because he was stepping up to try to be more involved with Rocket Propelled Geeks, uh, was um, Aaron Yarhouse. He did a great job helping also wrangle bands. Um... But yeah, the big three, the big four were Rob, HT, Spork, and myself. Um, there was another guy who was also doing st- sound for Stage A and I can't even remember his name for the life of me. He was only involved in that event and he didn't come back for the following one even though we really wanted him to.
0: Here's a track from an early incarnation of Random Encounter. It's their take on a classic, Happy Happy Joy Joy. Hello boys
1: and girls. This is your old pal, Sticky Whistle Teeth. This is a song about a whale. No! It's a song about being happy.
6: That's right. It's the Happy, Happy Joy Joy song. Happy, Happy Joy Joy, 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 Happy, Happy Joy Joy.
3: I don't think you're happy
6: enough. That's right. I'll teach you to be happy. I'll teach your grandmother to suck eggs. Now, boys and girls, let's try it again. Happy, happy joy. joy. Happy, happy, joy, joy. happy, happy joy, joy. Happy, happy joy. Happy, happy joy. Happy, happy joy. joy. Happy, happy joy. joy, joy. Happy, happy joy, joy,
3: joy. If you ain't the granddaddy of all liars, little girls of nature don't know they're very ugly. That's very funny
6: if I'm not marrying a bumblebee.
5: But funny that you mentioned that uh, that everything breaks at Nerdapalooza. My favorite quote, my the quintessential uh, Nerdapalooza quote for me was when Spork came up to me. Uh, no, H.T., uh, Spork and I were talking and H.T. came up to me and were like, you know what? It wasn't really officially a Nerdapalooza until I had to mic an, an, an accordion. <laughs> So he, he mic Travis at the very first Nerdapalooza for Random Encounter back when uh, they cosplayed in their, while they performed. Like he was dressed as a full on black mage from Final Fantasy.
0: Yeah, even in the early incarnations of Random Encounter, there was no. It, it might not have had the world's biggest budget, but they didn't skimp on anything. That was not just a later Travis. Idea That was not a later careless incarnation. I mean, from the get-go, if you went to see Random Encounter, they were doing everything to give you a show.
5: And they had, they suffered a lot of sound issues, yet their performance of Happy, Happy, Joy, Joy got everyone in the room. Like, everyone was there for that one. So even talking
0: behind the scenes, but what's going to really interest... Uh, I would imagine most listeners, is what actually happened on the stages. So this bill, like, something had to happen on this stage to make these people come back for a couple of years at least, make them happy, things that they related to music that they had never all heard clustered together in one space. What can you tell me about the makeup of the genre at that moment in time?
5: It was... It was, it was still very formative. Um, Nerdcore was under what I'd call still the second wave of Nerdcore. Uh, the first wave being Frontlot Lars, Whitey Cracker, uh, MC Chris, like the big progenitors. And then the second wave being all these people finding out about it, want to do it on their own and on rhyme torrents, or people that are coming out of the, the, the woodwork seeing that, oh, it's okay to do this. Uh, like emergency pizza parties, beefy uh Crandor crew like all of them they they kind of just they were maybe maybe doing their own thing and then said oh it's okay to do this well I'm gonna do it then um, so they were there Zealous One this big name from, quote unquote big name he was an up and comer from San Diego we were able to get him out there that was awesome um, Harry and the Potters was there they were on tour with uh, Matt the Band and Uncle Monster Face and there's a fun story with that we were freaking out. Like Spork and I were literally freaking out in the back because uh, we didn't know where Harry the Potters were. This was back before um, cell phones were really popular. so we couldn't really have like called the guy driving the van to make sure that they were gonna be at the venue on time. and we're there. We're about to just go, oh man, this event's about to get screwed when they just pull up. And they just empty out like, oh, hey, how are you doing? Oh, my gosh. You know what I'm doing? So among all this, uh, we had reached out to a lot of press and there is this magazine called Blender that happened to have sent a photographer and a reporter to do a big article on Nerdapalooza. Uh, For those of you listening going, I've never heard of a magazine called Blender. That's because it literally folded up like two months later. Yep. But they were big at the time, <laughs> um, and so like we were actually our article was right after a like a like a bikini shoot um, in the magazine. Uh, but they got some really good pictures of like the guys from uh, Harry and the Potter's, and and Schaefer had this epic photo that he used for all his promo stuff for like half a decade from that photo shoot.
0: Um, And what might surprise the average listener now who equates Schaefer the Dark Lord with tracks like Cat People and Do Sex and Tom Girl and, you know, great tracks about consent and often morally sound songs is that Schaefer the Dark Lord used to have a lot more emphasis on Dark Lord. He had a stage presence, which was, how would you describe it? Um, I I, almost like a black metal rapper.
5: Yeah, that's. An amazingly appropriate way to
0: describe it. Like some of the ones that uh, some of the names that you might be hearing going, wow, I didn't know that they were around then. You have to understand that they were very different then. This was still a very formative time. We, uh, I played at that Nerdapalooza and the show you would have seen me do there was very different in content to the shows that I do now. We've all evolved. If we've stuck around since Nerdapalooza, we've all evolved. Weirdly, Weirdly, except for, besides his talent, Mega Ran. Mega Ran, you'll still see pretty much the same energetic show where this cat takes everything he learned from teaching and puts it on the stage to capturing your attention. To even remember who played Nerdapalooza 2008, you probably have to look up
5: the Wikipedia, right? That is absolutely correct. Um, And so... Because I can't remember everyone that was there. There was uh, over, almost 30 performers. Um, But Mega Ran was there. Um, Schaefer, Word Burglar, Whitey Cracker, Hormones, Uncle Monster Face. Uh, We had our own uh, local Wizard Rock representation with Fred Lives and uh, the House of Black. Uh, Killer Robots were there. Harry the Potters. Dual Core. I almost forgot Dual Core was performing. Um, it was such a crazy weekend One of my favorite some of the, One of my favorite things that actually happened That had nothing to do with anything else Was the fact that because we were like getting hotel For all these random people uh, Devo Spice Shared a room with Word Burglar And they apparently became good friends Well it sounds like the most polite Hotel room ever
0: Doesn't it? Right? <laughs> <laughs> Two of the sweetest guys you'd ever want to meet
5: Ever Uh, For those that don't know, Devo Spice is a phenomenal uh, nerdy rapper that's uh, one of the key members of the funny music project, Fump, uh, and webmaster over there. And Word Burglar is a hilarious wordsmith out of uh, Nova Scotia um, who is a key member of the back burner scene up there. Um, And tell you what small
0: world it is? this last summer when i was up in canada recording my new album i was i had a layover in toronto and they had like local toronto news on and half of it's in french and then all of a sudden doing one of the commercials is word burglar like up there he's a personality on tv And i'm like i played a show with him in a restaurant in 2008 wow how far we've all come right Here's a little hint of what Nerdapalooza 2008 sounded like. This is Devo Spice, who at the time was known as Sudden Death, and here's him performing Nerdapalooza 2008's rendition of Pillagers. I get up and take seven or eight little pills that feel great Cause they handle all the life's little ills Then a shower and a shave And I practice
1: my karate and chase the caffeine pill With a double mocha latte And I'm off, take a pill for my cough And another pill because my eyeball is too soft Take a pill twice a day to keep my flatulence at bay And a pill to make the leprechauns go away I take a pill for ED, though I don't need it yet I figure why wait, I'll take all the help I can get And my appetite, yep, got a pill for that But I'm still fat, damn it, I would kill for that this pill counteracts the side effects of that pill And that pill I need so I can tolerate the other pill With all these pills I can finally do my job just fine I'm a pilot and my flight is at 9 Pill, pill pills, I'm filled with pills Take another pill when I see my medical bills Poppin' them like M&M's and then I get refills Till I rattle when I walk Pills, 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 I'm filled with pills Take another pill when I see my medical bills Poppin' them like M&M's and then I get refills Till I rattle when I walk we got a new pill approved by the FDA and it got moved to the pharmacies yesterday. The ad campaign has started and we're targeting middle-aged males and predicting seven trillion in sales. But that isn't nearly enough to keep the stock price up so it's time to get tough. We need a product we can sell to every person on the planet. I need more cash in my underwear, damn it! How about a pill that helps you make more money? Or one that makes Larry the Cable Guy funny? Or a pill that can cure road rage, also known as vehicular aggression syndrome? No, no, think bigger, think outside of the pillbox. will make it use a pill to make them understand women. Gentlemen, I think I've got it. A thought so cunning, I got chills. We need a way to make it easier to take more pills. Pills, 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 I'm filled with pills. Take another pill when I see my medical bills. Popping them like m and and then I get refills. I rattle when I want.
5: Uh, I am so depressed.
4: What's wrong,
1: honey? I'm taking so many pills, and now the doctor says I have to take another pill for my mood swings. I don't want to take another pill. Damn it! Enough is enough. Uh, uh, it's not fair. Why do I have to have mood swings? Ooh, a penny. Don't worry, honey. Now there's LiquiPlox. No, not another pill.
8: LiquiPlox isn't a pill. It's a liquid solution which relaxes the lining of your throat, (sighs) making it easier to swallow pills.
1: So now I can take all my pills easily. That's right, honey. I'm going to ask my doctor about LiquiPlox today. Good for you. Damn it, woman. Where'd you put the doctor's phone number? Side effects include headache, runny nose, drowsiness and a rash A sugar high, bloating in an absence of cash Vomiting, abdominal cramps and diarrhea And an overwhelming urge to buy a couch from Ikea Acute kidney failure and acidic blood A massive buildup of that eyeball crud Melted genitals, eyesight like a bug Death, and reincarnation as a slug Pills, 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 I'm filled with pills Take another pill when I see my medical bills Popping in like m and and then I get refills till I rattle when I wash Pills, 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 I'm filled Pills, take another pill when I see my medical bills, in like and then I get I when I LiquiPlox isn't for everyone. People without health insurance or who otherwise may be unable to pay should not take LiquiPlox. People taking LiquiPlox should avoid alcohol as the combination could result in an explosion. Do not stop taking any of your other medications without consulting your doctor, as this may cause an unsafe drop in our profit margins. If you experience priapism, an erection lasting longer than four hours, consult a prostitute immediately. Ask your doctor if Liquaplex is right for you. Come on, what's the time? It's time to take pills. Now what's the time? It's time to take pills. Now what's the time? It's time to take pills. Now what's the time?
5: Pixel did a digital performance. He actually sent... Like, he was going to come perform. It fell through. So instead, he sent us a uh, a video for us to perform of him playing. And one of them was him doing a totally chipped-out rendition of... Jimi Hendrix's rendition of the Star-Spangled Banner. Oh, wow. Do you still have that? I don't. That, that has been lost over the... He may have that. He is... He is quite the hoarder of, of media, and he owes me a favor. <laughs> so. No, there was this one time where like he went online and like, I think I've lost these files. I don't have the, the originals. I'm like, oh, you literally sent me those tracks a while ago. Let me send them back to you. So uh, I'll see if I can find that. I doubt it, though. So the first official Nerdapalooza, and
0: listen, listeners, while you're learning that... Nerdapalooza 2007 wasn't the official first. Nerdapalooza, I am too, so I'm kind of modifying this as I go. <laughs> Look, I'm just, I've always been upfront with you folks. I'm never going to stop being transparent with you. This is news to me. I'm modifying right now. You've had this amazing weekend full of memories, full of people who previously only knew each other on message boards, I assume. You know, coming together, partying, playing their jams for each other. Besides pure fucking exhaustion, what what did you take away from that weekend that made you want to go on and do more Nerdapalooza work?
5: It was, I mean, that was such a magical weekend. Um, and it was only fueled by the fact that I was kind of acting as the official, unofficial MC, and every time we needed to grab everyone's attention... I would jump on stage and go, hi, I'm Hex, and the entire audience, eventually. But by the very beginning, it was just, oh, hi, Hex. At the opening up for lot, though, hi, I'm Hex. Blasting hi, I'm Hex. back back at me, hi, Hex. It's just, it was an amazing experience. and um, And it was this feeling that I had brought this dream to fruition. Like I had, there was a dream of bringing all nerd music under one roof, and somehow it worked. (laughs) Despite the fact that there was financial problems, despite the fact that uh, one of our headliners uh, almost didn't make it to the venue, uh, and despite the fact that (laughs) half the performers were crashing at my apartment. (laughs) <laughs> and this was not a huge apartment, and I would no. assume if they're crashing at your
0: place, they are all hopped up on hex fried rice.
5: Oh yes, yes they were, because uh, we had um, like dual core was crashing, MC gigahertz was crashing, uh, Gino Boost from um, from Game Music for All was crashing, uh, a few others. They were all just, I think hormones even crashed at my place. Um, and Hormones had was, no voice by the end of it.
0: He was everybody's he biggest spent, cheerleader through the weekend to the point where when his set came around, he had no voice at all.
5: The, he spent the whole weekend advertising himself, <laughs> screaming to go see his set. Well, I was painting a different picture, but if you want to be the
0: realist <laughs> between us, that's fine. We can switch places for once. <laughs> <laughs>
5: Um, but still, everyone loved it. Everyone loved this set. It's, uh, everyone loved everyone's set. Like, no one walked away upset from this performance, from this year. This was the year that everyone liked.
9: That, that, no, yeah, I don't know. Right, yeah, That's okay.
0: So we do the nerdcore good, rise up, and we hold the up like we're in yeah, choir. Yeah, hold it. You
9: watch him like he's your choir And then,
0: then I'll cut teacher. like we're in choir, Yeah. and then he'll say it could get elevated, and it,
8: <laughs> then we'll move into a kind of a rhythm together.
0: <laughs> here we go. Let's try again. It's good. Right, here we go. Nerdcore
6: good, rise up, sing
9: up, it could get elevated. <clears throat> Nerd CRIES UP! We could get elevated Nerdcore uh, used to be just a made-up word. The MC shied away from belief. Rest assured they sleep hard. No longer we deliver the hits to give the kids with the spectacles, spectacular fit. Seen one nerd foam with the mouth, then his glee. It's me in the mirror, I'm brushing my teeth, then all the easy we. Don't babble 300 baht I get no error While compiling my rhyme The Slipshod rap, slip, rap. Stylings of the hip kids Continue to vex They get sex, money, power But the gems are like Flags of sea foam Against the great reef Of my boredom I my scene. I'm trying to act cool Ignore them scores I'm a geeked out Beats in the mic Some jugglers I kick it with Don't even know I'm rap It's alright Soon the whole nerd Could congregate Culmination of the monkey Going off They day nerd Could rise up It could get elevated not all of those tough rappers hate it? If the nerd rose up and got elevated
3: we considered the possibleness of this not overstated shape take it We're like lightsabers but we come in more than five flavors and on stage we grip our mics like lightsabers Count it off by prime numbers make nerd scream 1, 3, 5, 7, 11, 13 Third chorus banding Bi-coastal, multinational, and intergalactic. Trilingual and more, cause some of these MCs can rap in Elfish and Klingon and even Huttese, We got the Xbox, Mr. Spock, comic shops, and zombies. Robocops and hobbits rock and populate our hobbies. nobby need geeks, we inherit the earth. But first, we get the internet, you're surfing our turf. So, okay, the moderator, oh, the plans we're devising. Marching bands on the sidelines, our clan is uprising. For those about to rock, just pop your goggles on your nose. All you got is sing along in front of could get elevated.
9: shape for everybody. Oh, and wouldn't all of those tough rappers hate If the nerd core up and got elevated, we have consider the possibleness of this not overstated. Possibleness is not a the word. Every syllable injected is intended to be the one you heard and absurd. Juxtaposition position, mission and goal. I run a lot about to roll. When it's diploma, uptight and smoky. Nerdcore's about to sit right there till you poke it. Want to prod it? Seek a fiddle kick while the smart kids calculate the hip-hop shit. Got a vast network. Subversives and criminals sitting in front of screens on heedless the ridicule these days. Come back and get up, but the rhymes remain. Till nobody know my name and I the same. With great regular, I'm the best MC that I can bear to be. I'm scared to be either dope or dorky or bound for the high road, even if it looks quirky keep yeah. ya yeah. up. The dirt could up It could get elevated. Mm-hmm. Oh, and would not those tough rappers hate it? If the dirt core rose up and got elevated, mm-hmm. we consider the possibleness of this not overstated. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We could get elevated. Oh, and wouldn't all of those tough rappers hate it? If the nerd door rose up, we got elevated. We considered the possibleness of this lot overstated. round for yourselves, all the rappers in the room, all the people who came out to support the first ever Nerdapalooza, one of billions upon billions to come.
0: And that was MC Fun-A-Lot with Nerdcore Rising featuring, well, you heard, it was the epic finale to the epic Nerdapalooza 2008 Weekend. Nerd music didn't stop there. Of course, more Nerdapaloozas and, I mean, more nerd music shows than you can count. And Nerdapalooza was one of the first to say all of the genres can kind of sit together all under one roof. There's not one hierarchy. At the time, it was probably a little bit easier to stack more people that just showed up with an iPod, but nerd music grew, needed more tools, and now... When someone says, I do nerdy music, you've got to listen to the rest of the pitch. You have no idea what they're gonna bring. You could get the double clicks. Sister with acoustic guitar. Sister with cello and cat keyboard. Singing about inclusion. You could get of the Dark Lord doing an EP about sex and consent. you could get the proto men doing a rock opera about one fucking pixel from Mega Man. There's no telling where nerd music can go because if there's something that you can obsess over and it inspires you to make more art and it happens to have a melody or something you can pass off as a melody, you're making nerdy music. One of the latest things that uh, has come out, and uh, it's still kind of in the coming out phase, is this record by Rosen. It's called Sins of Hyrule. It's a bunch of uh, reimaginings of key themes from across the entire Zelda franchise. If uh, you want to check this out, I highly recommend going to music.rosen, R-O-Z-E-N, audio. Checking it out this is coming out on vinyl this is not just your oh yeah i did some zelda these i mean this thing is when they say epic they mean epic this is the current state of nerd music i'd like to thank john hex carter for coming along telling us all about the early days of nerdapalooza and not being too hard on me for being a whole year early for talking about the anniversary. I hope you can see why I thought this was the 10th anniversary, but as we learn through the interview, eh, maybe I shouldn't be so quick on the draw. And then tracks like this from Rosen, that's where we're at now. We couldn't do this without you and your support. If you want to support us, you need to support our parent company, nerdyshow.com slash Patreon or patreon.com slash nerdyshow is where you want to go. If you want to check me out, Mark with a C, you want to know what I do, markwithac.com. On Twitter, I'm at MarkFy. Facebook.com slash Mark with a C Music. NerdyFM specifically, just look for NerdyFM on Facebook. We're very easy to find. And also, we've got a Twitter. It's at NerdyFM. Very simple. But nerd music, as you heard, not so simple. Kind of a vast universe. It continues to grow. Here's our last track for this month. Here's Rosen from the Sins of High Rule album. This is Dark Lord Ganondorf.
6: Thank mm-hmm. you.